Welcome to RPG A Day 2020. Thank you, Liren. Humour. Now, I just want to really talk about what amuses me. I do like wordplay. I do like things that operate on more than one level. And you may well have already listened to the most recent episode of Colin Green's Spike Pit, where he puts me on the spot and gets me to run a little bit of Osseus. Now, in that brief session, I had to think up the name of an inn. Something sprang to mind, which I'd already thought of, because it was a location that I created for... Well, I was planning to enter the Bastion Jam on itch.io, creating a borough. Unfortunately, I never got around to completing that in time. And I guess to give that a bit of context, Electric Bastion Land doesn't really have much in the way of setting material. Rather than give you a map of Bastion or names of locations within Bastion, you're given methods and tools for creating content. So no two Bastions would be alike. I came up with the idea for a location called Trilby. Well, in fact, it's called East Trilby because it's based on where I grew up, which is a place called East Tilbury. Trilby also suggesting a certain period in time, kind of early 20th century, which I liked. The name of the inn that's a location in that borough is called the Flybottle Inn. Now, the flybottle is a reference to the philosopher Wittgenstein, who saw it as his job to correct what he saw was the problem of where he felt philosophy had gone. And he believed it was his job to show the fly out of the flybottle. But it, <laughs> it's a reference that probably not many people are going to get. But I thought it was a cool name because it also suggests flying bottles, which in turn suggests a rather rowdy drinking establishment. Another location on that map, one of the first things I came up with was a place called Exasperation Point, uh, which is obviously a play on Inspiration Point, which is a promontory on the Grand Canyon within Yellowstone Park. And the the idea for Exasperation Point was that it was kind of a an observation point shrouded in cloud cover. So you couldn't actually see anything. Which is an idea that, well, not particularly clever, but it's, <laughs> it amuses me to play around with things like that. And, and, and maybe not necessarily have the joke being picked up by anyone else it's just something that amuses me uh, which kind of um, appeals to me in the sense that I don't want to present a straight up pun I want to present something that fits in with the world it sounds fitting to the setting so when I see these kind of straight up puns which are clearly references to something else um, I don't know, just strikes me as a little bit lazy. 
I think. So, yeah, I don't know whether... I don't know whether there's any humour in that whatsoever. I've probably bored you to tears. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I was listening to... um, Now, this is really bugging me because I listened to a podcast which was a paranoia retrospective and I can't for the life of me remember what the show was. I listened to it a couple of months back but I, I don't know when the show was originally published, but it's a, a British guy talking about the uh, different editions of Paranoia. And uh, what was quite interesting was how the game started out as, uh, you know, this humour in the rule book. It was a very entertaining read. But the game is designed to bring humour out through the situations that are created by the rules. I'm all for that. But as things progressed, it got a bit wacky. A lot of the supplements and the second edition very much centred around spoofing other genres, films, popular culture, stuff like that. And um, yeah, it, it really went off the rails quite early on and certainly I see the problem with that kind of humour in your game stuff where the people producing the material clearly think they're hilarious I know Dave Aldridge has a bit of a problem with the humour in Electric Bastion Land personally I don't really have a problem with that it's kind of it just suggests a, a playfulness but to me I can really see possibilities of kind of ramping up the dark side, the more disturbing elements, more present in Into the Odd. I've spoken about that before, but those elements could be carried across quite easily. Yeah, I can see how baked in humour is less interesting than the humour that is the product of play. But, um, but I still think there's kind of there's a balance to be made there. Uh, looking at a game like uh, Barbarians of the Ruined Earth, based on Thunder the Barbarian, you can really ramp up the gonzo wackiness quite easily, I think, without breaking the world. But going back to Sword and Scoundrel, that's being played very straight. And that's been no less enjoyable. And I've got no compulsion to inject humour there. So um, there's a time and a place for for hijinks and larks. I'm certainly very interested in what tone a GM is going for from the outset. Spencer, I stopped two, 2 minutes and 45 seconds in your episode. I don't want to be crass, but it sounds like somebody's cherry got popped. Thank you very much, Jason. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. And as I said to Jason on Discord, I don't think it counts because it was just the tip. 